More bears. I think I can make that happen. Bear, please stop! Please refrain from shooting lasers onto the field. A little bit cheeky with it. Game week, Andy. Can you believe it? I'm so glad we're here. Mostly because I was tired of just like creating something out of nothing every week, becoming a perennial uh, pocket passer, escaping, escaping the line, you know, ah, ah, running around every week trying to make a play for this podcast. I got you. You're a professional podcast pronosticator. You're a hot airbag. You were filling Nothing was something. Welcome to radio, baby. Week one, big game against Baylor. Uh, the Bears, baby. And that's who we're talking to today. Two Bears. Two Bears, one cave. It's Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer joining us on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's uh, Evan and Matt <laughs> between two Bears. Uh, we wanted to talk to the best people who talk about Baylor sports. And if you guys listen to this podcast on the Republic of Football Network or if you listen to this podcast uh, just with us, like you will immediately see why we wanted them on They're our They're so spot. funny. They're so funny, man. And I went back and I followed them on Twitter. And, Jacob, you're, you're the magic podcaster. Our video audience can get their stuff right here. Holy cow, dude. So they're so funny on Twitter and on the podcast, too. And they were really good with us. It's rare for two podcasters to come on somebody else's podcast and really, like, you know, fire all cylinders. I think they brought it. I was happy with them. We only hung out for, like, two minutes. You know, we do that with coaches, too. We'll just kind of shoot the shit for, like, two minutes with not recording. And we'll just ask them dumbass questions. Like, I think we asked uh, G.J. Kinney, like, who had the better offense. What was your question? It was, like, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. So who had, just... who had better receivers, Tom Brady yeah. or Aaron Rodgers? And question for the pod: Who had better receivers, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Uh, week one, nearly in the books. So see you on the other side. Here's a pod. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Squaring Around. Uh, this is going to be the most unhinged podcast we've ever done. If the ATF is listening, uh, please look out for us in the next few weeks. I think. Uh, we're here oh, with the stop between... bothering us. Yeah, stop <laughs> bothering us. Stop knocking at the door. We're not going to answer. Uh, we're here with the Between Two Bears boys, Evan and Matt. Um, my first question to you guys is, is Baylor good at football? <laughs> <laughs> Depends. <laughs> Depends if it's an odd year or not. Well, boys, I hate to break the news to you. It's 2023. So I guess you are good at football this year? That's good news for us. The last like eight odd years, we've either won it or played for it or lost 11 games. So really, who's to say? Uh, Matt, are we good at football this year? What do you think? I think Baylor is going to be good at football this season. Now, hashtag good, actually good. <laughs> Who knows? Don't know. Hashtag winning. Hashtag winning. Uh, also, don't know. You know, I, hey. At first, probably. At first, probably. At first, that's, probably. That's Guys, bit, that what... doesn't bode good for us, boys. <laughs> I am. Um, here's, here's we need thing. a tie is what we need at the beginning of the season. for oh, our, both man, of our I would love a tie. Here's what's going to happen, Matt. I've been thinking about this a lot this week. I think we're going to go Snyder ball mode, and it's not going to be fun to watch, but it will be fun to talk about after. That's. I think that's the final take I've landed on. We're going to run for 300 yards a game, and it won't be fun. So, yeah, that makes sense to me. 
I want to start here because Baylor in like the bigger picture before we get into like Texas state X's and O's. Cause I know you guys are ball guys. Oh, we're, we're ready. Ball guys. We're going to break down every we like balls on this game. podcast. We love balls on this podcast <laughs> between two bears. Right. Uh, Come here's on. the deal. I, I would say like, is Baylor going to win the big 12 this year? Like what is the expectations for like Baylor fans like coming into 2023? That's a good question. My, what I think Baylor fans actually want this year is to win eight games. I think if we win eight games, everyone needs to shut the hell up collectively. Mm. And our, what do you and, think, Matt? Yeah. My baseline of being just elated, my the what we need to hit for me to be just over the like just extremely excited would be exactly what Evan said: eight wins, with one of them being Texas or TCU. And if we get both, dude, we give Aranda a 10 year extension and I'm good to go. That shows me that he bounced back and we're good. To, if we're a dark horse for the, the conference championship, even better. That's great. But just give me eight wins. Give me some of the problems that popped up last season to be fixed or addressed significantly. And we're good to go. We are good to go. So this off season, I think a lot of people have been talking about Baylor as one of the dark horses of the conference. Like clearly uh big brother upstate Texas is like talking about us a lot as like the team that's going to win the big 12 or be, I think everybody, Texas state fans, Baylor fans, TCU fans, everybody freaking hates the university of Texas. So you guys, you guys are going to be locked in the big 12 for the foreseeable future. Are you guys mm-hmm. happy that uh Texas and Oklahoma are leaving? I'm, I'm happy trying to figure that- out what we lose. Yeah, I'm happy that we'll be able to, like, talk about all of the teams seriously, right? I feel like the thing with Texas and Oklahoma, and it's more Texas and Oklahoma, it's like the, all the oxygen. It's just all about what they might do, what they might do soon. And uh, it's a lot of fun and good ball being played. You know, half the conference has won the conference since the last time Texas did. Like, we don't we don't talk about it much. You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it by by how we talk every summer, you know? So I'm excited for for how like fucking stupid the Big 12 is to get a big spotlight on it because it is dumb as hell every year. I, it, I was dumb. Um, for Baylor because you guys aren't going steady with us anymore, right? I don't think we play you guys for a while, so it's kind of like a breakup in a sense, revenge game. <laughs> I don't know. Prove yourself, this game. Is, Dave Aranda is a fun. Jedi. He talks, you know, very like mystically. Uh, look at offensively. I look at the tempo they play with and the big wide splits. So receivers will be way outside the hash, right, closer to the sidelines. And they run gap schemes, and so they'll have, you know, 500-some pounds. They'll line up here, but they'll pull over here. And with it being so spread out, if there's a misfit or any of that, then it's out, you know. And um, so I, then, so that's the second thing I see, and that's a major thing. And so for us to, to, be, um, to fully be present and attack the thing and to do it in such a way the players and staff connected so if something's broke we can fix it in the middle of it um i think are our strong strong considerations at this this stage oh no it is so fun having a coach we don't have to like uh oh god cape for i want cape for yeah he's just like a regular dude like with matt rule it was like none of us really well, hold on him. hold on pause hold on hold on I, yeah, I, i'm on. not sure i'm not sure regular dude is what you actually meant to say there he but, is like, the most regular dude there is. He's just in a room full of sickos, so it seems like he's the weird one. He's the only normal guy in the bunch. He just answers questions when you ask him. That's Evan, just what a guy Evan, does. You, Evan, you might be right there. Actually, I <laughs> I retract just, 
I retract what I said. I like Matt Rule. I felt like he was a football guy. I think Nebraska fans like him so far. I mean, they're doing the little documentary I've seen clips from. It seems like Matt Rule is really like ingratiating himself into like a different insane fan base. Like Baylor fans are kind of crazy. Nebraska fans are on the A&M side of the spectrum of insane though. Yeah. They're crazy. Let me put you on. Let me, let me add a lens to look through with the Matt Rule thing. Here's the thing. I want you to ask yourself the last time someone talked about Matt Rule and talked about like football shit, like like uh, plays he calls or maybe <laughs> schemes he does or even like scores of games he's coached in. You're not hearing much of that. It's just like, oh, he's, he's a I, what I what do I say? Matt? I say he's a Hall of Fame chaplain cosplaying yeah, as a signal exactly. caller. That's what he is. And it's fine to be that. But I want to make sure we tell the truth about Mr. Rule. <laughs> I like that. Now, what do you feel? If he's a Hall of Fame chaplain, then what was Hall of Fame I don't, hell? I, <laughs> First I, ballot hell Hall of Fame. I do not know who that is. The I'll, hell I'll, of I'm the hell sorry. Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, but I'm glad. I'm glad that we opened up conversation, not for Are a lot you? of those reasons. But you got you guys run a adjacent offense, and I learned that yesterday. You know, That's someone said that, and watch. I hadn't even really considered it until I guess. Yeah, it's I mean, very and shooty. Yeah, it's that it's power very spread is fun to watch. Horrible. Here's the thing: on the days where you don't have the juice, one of the worst offenses in America to watch. If you have the juice, you will have fun. If you don't, you're just gonna fucking throw it, throw it into Oklahoma all day. So you're what okay. did you're yeah. Oklahoma last season? <laughs> but what did it take? What did it take for you guys to have like the juice? Right? Was it Heisman quarterback? Was that the thing that really like powered it, or was it like oh, were there God. other quarterbacks besides mm-hmm. RG three with our Riles? You, you like... are falling into every single trap oh, that yeah. Evan lays for Dude. people. Oh, I, it and so it's the it offensive is driving line. me nuts. We had some big bitches up front. Our average offensive line was like three hundred and forty pounds. Sounds like Jake about a Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was the offensive line, right? The, the, the offensive playbook is designed to be like, if the quarterback's got three seconds, you'll score every time. If he doesn't have three seconds, you're cooked. Uh, and if he's a generational talent, you know, you'll win a Heisman. So I'm really excited and kind of nervous to play against y'all because I feel like with the wide splits you do getting the receivers out there, like it just becomes like one-on-one basketball all day. That That's pretty much what it turns into at the end of the day. It's who can, who can get Moss the least. And that's interesting that you say that because one-on-one basketball of anybody that keeps up with like the NBA or whatever, that's sometimes the most fun. Like on a night that a Harden or a Devin Booker is having like a great night, that's incredible to watch. But then there's some nights that the defense cues up on it and one-on-one doesn't work Mm -hmm. and you have a strong safety that can go cover the field. And now all of a sudden those one-on-one matchups aren't very fun. And (laughs) that is really where I think it gets interesting for Baylor because how does Baylor's defense handle an offensive coach like GJ, who, look, he hasn't said this outright. We've read between the lines. He wants to put 100 points on the board every single game. Like, yeah. he, he wants to play Madden. He wants to play NCAA. He wants to throw the ball around the backyard. What does the Baylor defense look like coming into this season? It, your offense is going to ask us to do some shit that we stunk at last year, which is get to the yeah. quarterback quick and play press defense. We didn't do either of those things last year. And if we can do so- one of them – We'll be okay, but if we do neither of them, it might get it might get silly in Waco. This might get close. It might get close. You guys almost beat us two years ago. That was with our boy. No one saw it because it was the worst. It was the worst broadcasted game in American football history. But I remember. (laughs) Those kids tried their darndest. Okay, (laughs) it was a COVID. What do you want from? We have unpaid labor in that press box working those cameras. All right. Look, 
someone was getting paid because I paid $6 to watch it. So I don't know where that money went. <laughs> Some ESPN executive hog <laughs> high on the hog made the six bucks off oh. you, but those poor ESPN plus kitties, they didn't get a single cent. Dude. They saw none of that money. I've, I've moved feel- past the game in San Marcos like that. I've, I've moved past that. I'm I'm at peace at whatever that was. Um, Not me, brother. I missed a whole pick. I six. know. I know. I know you did. <laughs> we did I do want to talk about old coaching staff from UIW come to San Marcos, beat the shit out of the Bobcats and then hire those same guys two years later. Exactly. So if that makes you guys uh, feel exactly. any better. That's literally where we are as a team. <laughs> So, but you guys have a lot of talented transfers that came in, big mm-hmm. names, big names from former recruiting. Some classes. would say the best in the Sun Belt, according to Twenty Four Seven Sports. Huh. I be- actually, I believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that that tracks for me. Yeah, guys, can we can we talk about last season or yeah, last year's game mm-hmm. real quick? Um, because you you the question was, what does this Baylor defense look like? What to expect from it this weekend? And the question is, I'm not sure because the the thing that I just have playing over and over and over in my head from last season is Ashton Hawkins just finding a spot in the zone, four, five, six, eight yards, just sitting down, catching the most wide open pass possible, falling forward for three yards. And it happened to the tune of 13 times, right? Um, Now, there was a lot of other things. There was a lot of other things that turned that game sideways for Texas State. But... I'm trying to figure out that lack of adaptation for shutting that mm. down. Was that on purpose? Was it, hey, we'll just keep everything, including Mr. Hawkins in front of us, and we'll just make them be consistent, you know, as as often as possible. Because if that was a strategy, it worked. I'm not sure I give Rob Roberts that much credit. I, I don't know. But I'm very curious to see what the the schematic approach is. Now, if you look at the Baylor defensive season, let's let's break it down by position group, right? You have your defensive line, which was supposed to be just incredible last season. Everybody was talking, myself included. Oh, this is going to be a, a dominant defensive line, blah, 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 blah. And there just wasn't much juice. They had, stopping the run was okay at times, but just not a lot of juice. I think this defensive line has the potential to be net, net better, a little bit more explosive than last season. I don't know if it's going to be as consistent, but I think there's just going to be or even good or even good. I, but I think the potential is there for more explosive plays. Let's look at the linebackers. I think there's going to be massive improvement there. This is where we're, we're getting two steps better. <laughs> exactly. RIP Dylan Doyle. Love you. We had a first team All-America fullback at middle linebacker. Yeah. Trying to do what Jalen Petrie did. It was ugly. <laughs> exactly. And so I think coverage from the linebackers will be better. I think run fits will be a little bit better. Defensive backfield could go either way. Could be one step better. Could be equally as bad. I I think this defense, though, the individual talent might be all over the place. I think the cohesiveness will make a lot more sense. I think Powledge at at DC will will have this team playing a little bit more in sync and harder. Honestly, I think that's going to be the biggest difference. So if we can hold Texas State to seven points again, that's cool. I don't expect that to be the case this early in the season. I, I this is where I, we're too early in the podcast talking about predictions, but that is the one thing that I can say will not happen. Is yeah, it, it will be it will be a game of who can. I look, Baylor should win by three scores, four scores. Like on paper, that's what this should be. But I really do think that Texas State, their whole goal in mind is to score as many points as possible. Now the real question is, and we talked about the defensive backfield. Texas State has to run the ball. 
Because if they don't run the ball, this could get really ugly really quick. Do they have a run? Does, does Baylor's run defense going to chew everything up? Because I know they did an okay job with TCU last year, and TCU had two NFL caliber running backs. So, like, what what does the run defense look like? No Siaki? No Siaki. No Siaka Ika um, this season. And the the kid from Louisiana Tech will not See, be that able, 10 available. that fast. I know, right? Mm-hmm. The kid from Louisiana Tech won't be available uh, for this game. So maybe a little light in the ass there. I, I don't know exactly how you um, counteract that from, from a linebacker or a personnel standpoint. We'll, we'll see what happens. But it, it could, I mean, the, the Guinea Jenny Kinney offense runs the ball really well. Like, what, 215 yards? It's, it's predicated on it. It's part of the thing. It's part of the package. 215 yards a game or something like that I saw earlier. And, like, yeah, like, absolutely, y'all are going to run the ball. I, I, and probably decently well in the first half. At that point, I think I think the the Jimmies and the Joes will probably take over in the second. I just, Man, I, what were you going to say, Evan? Oh, I was going to say, I think we're just getting over. We're getting back on our bullshit where our offense, if everything holds up the way it should, we should be able to outscore a stinky defense. Not your stinky defense, but out outpace our defense. Just any stinky like, defense. P- p- well, if, if we're pitching a stinker on defense, the offense should be good enough to hold on to the ball and just pretty much yeah. run through a motherfucker's face all season. That's that's the whole idea. <laughs> I think that's, that's, so that's that what we're so eloquently put. Yes. <laughs> So is that what the offense is going to look like this year? Is just run and pound the ball? Because that would be can. that would be different. That'd be a lot different from the Baylor's that we've seen in the past. Yeah, I mean, I think it can. I think we will be able to. Like, if we need to go Snyder ball mode, I think we'll be able to. We have two yeah. Sunday running backs this year. A big beefy uh, offensive line with the Bang Bro. We got the Bang Bros on our offensive oh, line boy. this year. And <laughs> the then Barrington little- Brothers. We got a little uh, Monterey Baldwin, the fastest man alive in the slot this year. Uh, so I think all of that compounded with where, where it's finally going to be like big Denzel Mims hours again. We got a true X receiver, which we yeah, haven't had in a couple say. years. So I I think it, we might get back to our bullshit where our offense is just going to keep scoring and hope that the defense can get, you know, in the Bryles years, if we get four stops, we win the game almost every time. So if we can get four-ish stops a game, I think that'll be enough this but year. But that was like, Eight years ago, nine years ago now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I feel I mean, like it's, in a lot of ways, true. I'm talking to like the future. You guys have seen a version of this offense. You know, we have been promised a version of this offense in years past. It is possible. You just need, um, you need receivers who are so fast, but can also like choke slam defensive backs. If you can find guys who can do both of those things, you're yeah. going to cook. But they don't. Even, they don't even have to be good. They just have to be freaky. Just and that's the thing. I, I remember years and years of Baylor and TCU wide receivers going to the next level and not really doing anything. You know yeah, what I mean? They weren't teaching oh, them yeah. how to catch football. Oh, we're aware. Yeah. The run <laughs> routes. Them how to run turns out there's straight. more than one route. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is it's like you know I think to the Hawkins of the world and I go like okay the, those those type of receivers have to have good routes because they're quarterbacks. Bingo. Like, you know, aren't going to be giving them the ball. Right. Shout out Brady McBride. I love you, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, RG3, right? Like, let's just be real here. And I look, Jacob says, like, it looks like we're looking at a future self. I, I would love a world where Texas State can do that. But I think that Baylor fans know that sometimes, well, not so much in the Big 12, but like on bigger games, bowl games and stuff, when you played actual defenses, yeah, it got tough. 
And yeah. I that smoke and mirrors shit doesn't work every week, right? Like it, it's smoke and mirrors at its core is what it is, you know. And I can said, we, if can we pause for much- a second? Yes. It, it it sounds like you guys are are coming at this from two different areas and still being negative about the potential of mm-hmm. of what this coaching staff can do for Texas State. I am I am really bullish on the direction this program is going, and I'm kind of frustrated that you guys aren't as excited as I am. I'm more excited about your program Preach than about I am. It, it seems Preach like. About it. Well, here's and I'm the upset thing. about it. Here's the thing, guys. You got to understand that we're beaten and abused over here. All right, we've been through the ringer. This is not our first Friday night going home hard. I understand. All right, I understand. So, and I come at it like this: If GJ Kenny wins me a bowl game this year, and we put a banner in that stadium, God bless him. We'll put a statue in front of the building. I, I, Mm -hmm. I'm serious about that. But I have sat through a couple press conferences where I've heard we're going to win bowl games, championships, and all that type of stuff, and. The Sunbelt Conference, I know the Big 12 fans will never give me any credit for this, but the Sunbelt Conference is predicated on defense. The best teams in that yes, conference correct. are defensive teams. And I was going to say, too many smoke and mirrors turns a football team into a circus. And my thing is like, you know, are we going to be able to put 35 points up every game against the Andrew, Troy's South Alabama? Andrew, no. you have to start somewhere, though. Today – the Texas High School Coaches Association put out a tweet that was like, <laughs> "I know, hey, dude. great to see Texas State for the first time in like three years. And look, we it's like kind of shitty. Based in like Sam I understand. It's kind of <laughs> shitty to have that happen today, but that is that is ripping the band-aid off, right? They that didn't is... need to say what they said. That no, they mean. didn't. Look, they didn't. <laughs> that was crazy. However, like it is a step in the right direction. And if you come out and you you show the state, look, we can put you on ESPN top 10, you know, maybe once a week. Right. We come out. We 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 let me dream here for a second, because I like smaller programs being successful. Can you please just give me a second? Stop hating your own program here. Okay. Um, you start off with an, an offense that opens some eyes raises some eyebrows, right? And then you can start improving on the rest of that roster. You bring athletes in and and maybe you get a little bit more balanced as you go along. And maybe it's not always smoke and mirrors. I think there was a path forward if things hadn't gone completely to hell in a handbasket where that <laughs> offense, that veer and shoot does balance itself a little bit more often. Um, so you're saying I, if had a couple more seasons, he could have like, not a couple, like five or ten if more. He had like two more seasons, we would have won a national championship. I'll say it. I've been saying uh, it. We, we would we have were, gone to a national we were championship. This close. We would have gone. We should to have a been there if Bob Bowlesby didn't sign his life away. Yeah, that's, that's should also have been true. there. That's also so true. Is that the paperwork that the that Ken Starr filed too? Like something like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. He did not, so like he filed him half of that tops. When when you when you go look at at the the Baylor history before came in and i hate that we're saying his name i hate it so much that was a lot on the our quota we've reached our quota we absolutely listeners he fucking stunk he stinks and he'll always stink jacob can you bleep out his name (laughs) yeah i can make a chicken sound every time we say (laughs) all right there i love it (laughs) if if you look at the history beforehand we would get an athlete every once in a while like and 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 not particularly effective, right? And then you you change the paradigm, right? You you change the way people look at the program for a little bit. And then 
ideally you you tack on some success incrementally and it builds and builds and builds to the point where you are winning a Sunbelt championship. I do think that's extremely possible. You're not the first person who has said that to us, that Texas State has a shot here to win a Sunbelt title. And there's that, I feel like that is one group of thought. And then the other group of thought is that Gigi won't be here long enough for that to happen. I've also already, entirely possible. I've had too many people in my DMs and stuff telling me that this is a two-year thing. And I just don't, I don't buy that. First, what do we do win that two feels... national titles like it doesn't make sense to me <laughs> well it's just like i look i want to i want to talk more about this game that's coming up on saturday clearly it's important but like let's be honest here there's only a handful of jobs in the state of texas that right you know texas state coaches are going to go after you know bingo right yeah. once i saw trailer stay at utsa at utsa for what now he's been in the coaching cycle conversations for like three years, mm-hmm. maybe four, if you're being aggressive, like once I saw him stay and, and commit to that, I was like, okay, all right. So th- th- it's kind of a new uh, atmosphere in, in Texas D one. And, well, and like, I, there's only yeah. 10 schools in America where like being good doesn't get you poached. Like everyone's getting poached everywhere. Exactly. That's just, it, it's funneling upwards no matter what. And trailer might um, take a Jimbo's job. So he oh, needs to. Jimbo yeah, I mean, Jimbo's cool. You guys right? might get Jimbo. You might get Jimbo on a discount. <laughs> Same That's colors as FSU. That's what might actually happen. You might get Jimbo on a discount. Well, we got, yeah. Okay. I just love being a Sam Marcus. Yep. Love the people here. Jimbo is the most Sam Marcus ass person. Stop it. Stop it. Tacos. He really Stop is. It. He definitely <laughs> is like a Hayes County Republican. Uh, but they don't put <laughs> dinner in them. It's like a breakfast taco. <laughs> They call him I had Kalachis. to fight against Texas State fans trying to hire Kendall three years, and now I got to fight against Texas uh, State fans trying to hire Jimbo. Did I not tell you that? You say yes, sir. <laughs> I'm joking. Here's this my thing like, about. Here's the thing. Oh. Here's my thing about. Let's cook Kendall. Here we go. Round no, robin. No, let's, I, I let's don't want to talk up. about bros. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, Kenny. I love Coach Kenny. I love what they're building in San Marcos. Um, I just, I don't know. It, I find it hard for me to like be bought all the way in on something so like young, you know, and I know there's going to be mistakes. Mm-hmm. I know there's going to be mismatches and stuff like that. So that's why I'm not like super bullish on them. Front. We're firmly a six and six podcast though. I think we can be bowl eligible this year. There we go. Six six. We're, we are hoping to be bowl eligible this year. John Baylor has eight home games this year. I think if that's we're bowl fun. eligible, it's because that's we wild. get eight of them at home. That's yeah. Crazy. You guys also have all a I ask of you guys campus. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait, what? We yeah, have a what? you guys have a river running through campus too, don't you? Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get in. Yeah, it. yeah don't get in that. Yeah. That's what they say. <laughs> Stay <Yeah>. out. <laughs> um, Every time it rains heavy in Waco, we literally flood shit into the Brazos River for like a day and a half. Yeah, that's you know true. That, Matt? I that's used to get emails from my old work. When we got yep. uh, when we had that hurricane that came through and it flooded San Marcos, I drank the tap water and I didn't get the fluoride warning in there, mm. and I had real bad acid reflux for like. Two weeks straight. It wasn't just acid oh, reflux. Boy. It was, was acid, acid reflux. It was yeah. acid, acid and reflux. Acid. No. <laughs> yes. She was oh, tough. Boy. We are we are getting fired. Was it um, tough or was it more of a soft kind of soupy situation? No, Evan, the problem Jamal was is Aver. that it was it was it was <laughs> like it was all coming up. Like it was a burning sensation from uh, the gut up. Yeah. No. Not fun. Not fun. That stinks. Yeah. Matt, you having any acid reflux recently? No, we're good. Thank you. All right. All right. So <laughs> I thought you had more game? to say about GJ. 
Yeah, Matt, what else you got? Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know that I have anything else. Like, okay, so I have something to say about the game in general. I think this will be, from a scoreboard perspective, a closer game than it was last season. I am trying to come up with, aside from like the Chandler Morris TCU game three, two or three years ago, I'm trying to come up with another quarterback comparison to what either TJ Finley or Malik Hornsby can bring to the conversation. It's going to be Hornsby. That's the is it going to be Hornsby? Anybody wants have, to talk about too is who's your quarterback? Have, have, has it has it been like it's a formalized or, decision? Yeah, I think um, it's important for Baylor to um, prepare for both quarterbacks. They have two different skill sets. Our offense will look different when when those guys are out there. So. Um, I think it's important for those guys to to uh, prepare for both, and it's a competitive advantage for us. Um, so I want to keep that. It's or, okay. but it's going to be Hornsby. He's been in the program a couple months longer, and he's gotten more of the first team reps. Well, so That's from the, what people... the pageantry of it all too. They released a depth chart today. Not a depth yeah. chart. It was just like yeah, it's a bunch also, of ors. Neither is Baylor ours. has <laughs> Baylor has. I'm, I'm going to give y'all a, a chance to guess at this. How many ors? Do you think we're on the Baylor depth chart that was released on Monday? It's more 22. Than you think. 16. 29. 29. <laughs> I win, Jacob. Oh, that's pretty good. He does. It's not just you guys. And um, I like Hornsby. I think he can be good. Mm-hmm. I like TJ Finley. I think he can be good. Uh, really curious to see. Baylor has not fared well with mobile quarterbacks in any in any shape or form. Like Max Duggan, kind of mobile big issues with him last season <laughs> like that any, and he barely any... he barely passes the mobile quarterback threshold right yeah, yeah. You're like if you squint he's mobile um <laughs> so very curious to see how this whole game shakes out i do think baylor manages the clock and, and holds onto the ball quite well what and you know you you gave me grief. You said that you wanted me to be more excited, but like, what did you want this? Like, what do we want this podcast to be? Texas State's going to win. No Baylor's going to win. No Texas State's going to win. Like, let's be real here. Like, the goal in the Bobcat mind should be cover the spread. Good teams win. Great teams cover. If you yeah. cover the, I think it's like twenty six and a half or oh, 20 I, and think half. I think it's. I think it's. Some more of those possible. lines are so I, yeah. pushed. It's insane. Yeah. Um, tell me about this about the Sun Belt. Who are some teams you don't fuck with? Is Louisiana Lafayette in your conference? It's Thank Louisiana. you so much. Thank you so much yeah. for calling, yeah. Matt Evan. Well, so I don't like well, it. I I only know that because my whole family lives within one mile of that stadium. <laughs> like everyone in my family tree is like on that campus. So. Louisiana, that that's a program that was really good for a long time, not really mm-hmm. good anymore. Troy and or, uh, South Alabama are the two that are in the West that are really good. Southern Miss in that conversation too. In the East, Marshall, JMU, App State, Coastal, those four teams, five teams are really good. Um, what, I'm missing one. Uh, yeah. Coastal. You don't think Coast, so? Good Coastal's going to be. Uh, see, everybody says that, but Grace McCall still there. And I don't love Tim Beck. In fact, I hate Tim Beck, but I think Tim Beck as a head coach in the Sun Belt isn't terrible. The, you know, it's it's one of those things where he was able to keep McCall. So I imagine he'll be able to keep that Maybe locker so. room. That's then that's part of like the deal. So no, those are those are the teams in the Sun Belt that are like really good. Who and do you then hate the most? Well, uh, in the Sun Belt, mm-hmm. it's tough. We haven't been good enough to have any real rivalries. Arkansas State feels like a natural rivalry. It's kind of like, you know, ULM, because we're all three in the bottom. Um, I I like it when we beat Troy, because I know people from Troy, and Jacob has beef with 
people from Troy, so that's a good one. Well, um, I'm stoking the yeah. flames so of I the Marshall Troy, rivalry right now. I guess that's the, but they're okay. gonna they're gonna win the East. So it's like, what do you mean? You know, like unless, if we legit go six, no, six it's JMU's year. Possible, it's JMU's year. Win? They can't win at bowl game. They can't go but to they bowl can game. Win the East. They can win the okay. East. Okay. All right. Here's what's gonna happen. All right. Are you ready for this? I've been yeah, thinking please a lot tell about me. This please tell me how my conference is gonna yeah, play. Yeah, out. we've been be waiting all night. Finally. Okay. Uh, let's let's start with the West. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I think, I think Troy will be fine. I don't trust. What is it? Is it is it still the Watson kid at quarterback for Troy? Um, I think Troy's going to okay. be. Yeah, Evan has no idea. Evan hasn't watched a game of Sun Belt in like. <laughs> That's not blame. true. I've been to uh, South Alabama, Louisiana games. Thank you. I like South Alabama. I think South Alabama is going to win the West. I think Louisiana, new coach, they're going to stink. I think Arkansas State, Butch Jones is going to stink. ULM, it, that Terry Bowden situation is not going to go well. Texas State is going to get second in the West. Are you ready for this? Texas State is going to get second in the West. Troy third. Okay. Southern Miss, I don't know anything about Troy, Southern Miss. Time they out. Might be... Clip that, Jacob. That part right there, <laughs> clip that. That's the clip. What? The no, Southern the, Miss part? The whole the whole West. That's yep. clip that. That's the that's the clip for the podcast. Yep. And then East. Yeah. Marshall probably wins the East. Um, Coastal probably is second or third. James Madison is probably in that second or third spot with them. App State. Mm, no rebound? I don't know. No rebound for the Mountain. No rebound. Okay. I don't I don't I'm not Anyone feeling it. I think Jimbo. there's something off there. And then Southern State and ODU, who cares? They're in some, they're in some. But yeah, like I'm, I'm feeling like a second place division I see seven finish. It's on your calendar. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, all right. Yep. State. This I, is like a going I to rehab Southern broadcast. For oh, us. I see Louisiana, ULM. I see Georgia Southern and Coastal Carolina finishing out with Arkansas. I think you guys win. Three of your last three games. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. That Southern Alabama game is going to be interesting. Four. I think but... it's community day in San Marcos. There you go. Presented by Coca-Cola. Oh, wow. Year, oh, there you go. <laughs> this is great. I'm really great glad that you guys are so bullish on the Bobcats because – that's uh, that's insane. Yeah. I'm seeing eleven and one uh, for so Texas State. It... I'm seeing eleven and one. Yep. Yeah. So the one loss coming to uh, whoever this Baylor it's early. team is. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be early. Yeah. Uh, it's a, you know it's a six p.m. kick in Waco. Tough to win those. <laughs> yep. Routinely, they don't win when I'm in the press box. I will be in the press box at McLean. So there you go. Let's go. Have you, Jacob? Have you ever seen a win in the press box? Um, yes, I've seen uh two in San Marcos the year we went two and ten, and then we did it again the next God damn, year. That's depressing, bro. God damn, um, bro. did you know the first time <laughs> that Texas State and Baylor ever played was the three year anniversary of September 11th? Wow, I just learned that. Where is this coming what from? What is the that? Internet, never forget what type of what type <sighs> of status? it was a close one, it was 17 to 24. Let me tell you what happened. You guys were down 21 at three at halftime and almost came back. That's crazy. So it was, I almost, mean, it was the comeback is real. Yeah. Could you imagine? If I we mean, honestly, never forget now. chase. Never forget when Texas State almost beat Waco. Chase. That's, like, uh-huh. that's, that's chase Wasson. What was that? 2004. He almost came. He, he almost learning won the whole so damn many... thing. 73 yard touchdown pass to KR Carpenter, 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 Carpenter. <laughs> Almost, These and you know what? Like he scored that touchdown news. with nine eleven to play in the third. So, are you reading a Dr. Seuss book right now? 
this is from yeah. what is this? Yes. An onion it's from T. It's from txst.com. So oh, wow. Evan has a Chrome brothers. extension that turns everything into <laughs> Dr. Seuss uh, only fans. verbiage, so he can read it <laughs> without getting bored. Uh, yeah, we'll send you some links. Jesus, that's funny. Nice. Yeah, this is when people find one. out we've been feeding you guys big twelve played. takes, and you've been feeding us Sunbelt takes. Oh. <laughs> that's. <laughs> We've been trading scripts That's for the so last good. year. We've been producing each other's shows. That's funny. So, what's the toughest <laughs> game on the Baylor schedule? Do you think what's the, what's the one that you circle on the calendar and you go like, I can't wait for. This I can't game. wait for or toughest, buddy, because those are. Well, let's do both. Let's do both. Can't wait for and then the toughest. Utah is the one I want the most. I think I'll learn. I'll learn what I need to know a week after we play you guys, you know, about religion know or like about I like learned. the, I hope they don't bring that fucked up doctrine in our stadium. We got enough bullshit to deal <laughs> <We> with. <do. laughs> I think the Utah game is, is really interesting, especially if cam rising is mostly healthy uh, he, and plays. He's good. Hope dude. He's not. Um, I hope he's not. He took Charlie Brewer's job. Did you know that, Matt? Well, he, he never Brewer over there. And okay, look, that no, Charlie was the starter and he gave it away to Cam because he stunk again. Yes, but that shouldn't have been the first time somebody took Charlie Brewer's job. OK, so I, I'm so you guys don't like Cam Rising. I, I like no, him. Rising. I, no, 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 I, no, I, like... <laughs> I thought I thought he should have been the quarterback at Texas. I, we... I thought. Yeah, I thought he was. Legit. Honestly, we don't like. Connor, uh, what Connor? We don't like um, Charlie Brewer repeatedly putting himself in positions for brain damage. Is what we don't like. It's Matt Rule's fault. That's that's it, it all, comes all comes back, back to Matt, Matt Rule yep. not caring about the brain health of his yep. quarterbacks. He just hell. He, he just sent his tight end to go get him a new vape to go get. And look how that turned out. Matt, use GoPuff like the rest of us, brother. Unbelievable. Uh, so I think we learn a ton from that Utah game, but the game that I want the most is that Texas game, September 23rd, in in Waco. Mm -hmm. Like, it's at home. I've, I talked about it with Evan. Texas, Texas has the up-down, up-down of, like, a, a cupcake game, then losing to Bama, then a cupcake game, and then playing us. And so they're going to ride this roller coaster of, like, oh, we, we're amazing. Oh, no, we suck again. Wait, we got it back. We're great. Going to go play Baylor and beat the hell out of them. Wait a second. Hold on. And... We don't have Bijan Robinson to to bail us out. Like that's that's what it's gonna happen. Oh, I'm so excited for that. And then of course the TCU game in in November. So see, I I do a TCU podcast too. We'll get to that in a moment. But this could be the last time that Baylor and Texas play for a while. You know what I mean? Hopefully, hopefully. You guys, so go out with a win. If you guys had hopefully. to guess the record between yeah, Baylor exactly. and Texas over the last thirteen years, what would you guess? Top of your head. Oh, last 13 years is such bullshit. That's a generation, um, brother. <laughs> yeah. You're, That's a teenager's life. Speaking to Evan. There's a 13-year-old who says Longhorns go, I'm going to guess 13 years. It's going to be six and seven. Bingo. Right on the money. So if we win, we're ending at a smooth seven and seven over the last 14 years. And over that span, we've had three conference titles, the most they've ever Cosmic had justice. in the Big 12. We've had a Heisman. It'll we will literally have been the better team over the last 14 years if they leave on a on a L. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. Something to think about. That that's that's a really about. interesting like you know, twist too, of history. I just learned you guys were a great team in September. Mm -hmm. You know, historically a great team in September. <laughs> exactly. You don't you don't want to see us early mornings in mm. September. I tell you that that's much. That's true. Now mm -hmm. the TCU thing, because and Jacob, you can cut this part of the podcast if you don't like it. Oh, I definitely the TCU will. thing. So that 
I, I do a TCU podcast too. I thought the Baylor TCU like rivalry was like the best in the conference for like four or five years. It and now it feels like it's like now it feels like it's TCU Kansas State is like the rivalry because it feels like Sunny Dykes has really turned that program around. What do you guys think? I think Gary but that doesn't Dyes feel like on. a rivalry to me. Mm-hmm. That doesn't the Texas Kansas State doesn't feel like a rivalry. It feels like two really solid teams that have really good games against each other. Mm. But I don't know that anybody hates Kansas State or Kansas State fans. Do you really? I absolutely fucking despise Manhattan, Kansas. Get on your soapbox. Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the Wildcats. Here's the thing about K State. Here's the thing about K State is that in basketball they're the little brother. In football, they are like the program because Kansas football sucks. But in the Big Twelve, they are like supposed to be the little brother. They are supposed to be like. And they have this entitlement in football and them beating TC last year just fucking irked me to hell. And yeah, I don't. And the other thing is too, is that like TCU basketball and baseball and Kansas state basketball and baseball match up. So it's like a three sport okay. type of rivalry. So it like works across multiple seasons. That's kind of where my head's at with it. But I this was want... beef. No, it's I absolutely no, fucking hate Kansas state. It's just Andrew. <laughs> I think we need more Kansas State hate. They're getting off too easy. They lost they Waco. Are. Deuce Vaughn is a fucking Darren Sproles yeah, cool. wannabe, awesome. bro. They had a Heis- they had a Heisman contender come to Waco as number one and leave with a big. Now that was L. funny. That was so, now I, that right there. That that, that was, was funny. Uh, right there. I don't care. That, I don't that care who you are. Right there. That's funny. Right there. We gifted them seven points early, and we yeah. still. I remember that. The floor with them. I remember that. They do stink. So what about uh, Oklahoma? Time I went are you guys happy there. to kick Oklahoma's ass? Uh, we already yeah, did that. We check, beat in the last. Beat in the last two we don't play in the season. Check. We got one coach to leave, another coach to leave the conference. They fucking stink. Here's it's the thing. boring people, to play Oklahoma. People talk about Oklahoma running the Big Twelve for the last decade, which is fine if you look through a normie lens. But the problem with that is their lens. best dance partner is supposed to be Texas, and they've fucking stunk for fifteen years. Baylor's done our part. We've won three conference titles in the last decade. Yeah, and if it Pulling weren't for way. being in the wilderness for four years, we would have won three more. So they mm-hmm. should think they're lucky stars that we spent four years in the wilderness because we That's won b- back-to-back Big 12 champs, and then we spent four years rightfully getting our ass whooped. Matt Rule gave them one, and then they've mm-hmm. been getting their ass Literally whooped Literally handed it handed to them. them. Yeah. Yeah. So Bob Stoops did a great job. No Bob Stoops lander, but Lincoln Riley took all his players yeah, and got worse every year. And the same is going to be true in TCU. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate Ooh, to report. Sure. Gary's Gary's guys are gone. We're going to see what Sonny can do this year. I, I and here's the thing. Yeah. I, I think that Gary Patterson was one of those like quiet quitters. Like he he really revolutionized <laughs> it. Yeah, that's like, true. Like because ever since that rose ever since that Rose Bowl win, dude, like he'd circled through OCs and it was mm-hmm. like, dude. Come on, mm-hmm. get a millennial like, put a Gary pie. Patterson. I cannot get over that. That's amazing, <laughs> dude. Um, like he's got a statue outside the stadium. You know, clearly, probably the best coach in TCU history, right? But like, let's be bar. real here. No Sonny nice. Dykes got him to a national championship in year one, <laughs> and it wasn't a mistake. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. granted, like, yes. Hey, they I'm got their you. fucking asses kicked by Georgia. And did some TCU podcaster lay out a game plan in that TCU could beat Georgia in some universe? We'll never know. Yeah. I you know. Gotta play the game. Play the game. You got to play the game. I know that guy you're talking about, Andrew. He's a huge dig. They so. did take – it was the worst bowl loss in bowl <laughs> history, though. We should frame this appropriately. Georgia players were eating chicken wings during, during the game. game. <laughs> Duggan looked out of his element. Well, let's be honest there. 
I think that Andy Dalton plays in that game, and it's a whole different ball. Maybe That's it looks different. Well, sh- Maybe it looks different. Okay. All right. Well, if we're, okay, then Herschel Walker gets to play on, on George's he team. All right. Played <laughs> when the helmets were soft, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't have had the juice. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just. I'm putting it out there that like I. I think this year is going to be interesting. Losing Garrett Riley is a big loss. Yeah. I don't know why we went to Clemson. I don't think that that's a better job, but whatever. Uh, and we got, we got, which is one of the most disgusting hires in college football. I'd be real careful about saying the we got there, <laughs> but because we are now say, weighted down with the burden of. For all of the nastiness that's implicit in that hire, pairing him with Coach Kaz, their strength coach, there is yeah, some real that's electricity fine. that's going to pop off there. And I fear that the power spread is solved in this here Big 12 R. That 335 is not going to let Kendall take any tops off. Ooh. No more tops are coming off for That's Kendall. True. Whoa. Yep. <laughs> I hope not. Well, you know. <laughs> hope not. Well, I hope not. Well, uh, here, here's, yes. the other, here's the other thing about Kendall Brown is that, like, for whatever reason, players really like the guy. Like, I don't know what he... Gee, oh, I wonder yeah, why. Let me tell you. I, let me give you some insight why players seem to like being around Kendall. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was rude. This, I interrupted. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is that, like, it's not, like, college players. It's high school coaches. It's, like, high school parents. Everywhere he goes, they, like, take photos with this guy. And they go, like, we're next to Kendall. It's like, what? He's, like, Lane Kiffin, but, like, even greasier for some, like, yeah. somehow. Like he's oh, like dude. Long John Silver's like Lane Kiffin, you know what I mean? Oh my god, it's a weird mm-hmm. deal. But hush puppy, you like that one? Hush Lane puppy, Kiffin. hush puppy Lane Kiffin. <laughs> hush puppy Fish Lane Krispies Kiffin. Lane Lane Kiffin. Yeah, and it's like you know, if TCU, I I have TCU playing in the Big Twelve Championship game this year, and you know, there's a real shot that they win eight games or they could win nine or ten you know it's i i think that there's I, like a, a deal there i feel like i just feel like tcu the energy they're bringing into this next season it feels so similar to the energy that baylor brought into this last season where it's like we were good last year sure we've had a fuck ton of turnover it's, but we were thing. good it's last year let's much, run it back okay it's not Buddy. that much turnover it's not as much turnover the, vibes, as the, 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 the vibe turnover is kind of where my my the, my idea but is. the defense wasn't the thing that was winning them games last year you know nobody was like coming into a tcu game being like oh shit that defense is what's really gonna no uh-huh. it was like they had they had guys who were athletic they lost some dudes they brought back dudes that are athletic and on the offensive side of the ball losing three receivers to the nfl and two running backs to the nfl and that's the- fucking tough but you know what's crazy <laughs> Well, but technically, see, technically, not, Max Duggan is not I'm the not NFL worried about Duggan. Moment, so free agent Max Duggan. Not, there you go. I'm not worried about Max you Duggan losing Max Duggan. Like, neither were the Chargers. <laughs> he was the quarterback of the year trophy. But he wasn't the starter week one. Like he lost the he lost the quarterback battle. So for me, I'm like, okay, I don't think Chandler Morris is going to be that much of a downgrade. Like if, I do think he will be good. I, I'm not. Yeah. I I am. Something that I learned last year, and Matt can quote me on this, I just learned, and Baylor just hasn't dealt with this a lot, losing a fuck ton of NFL talent, it just matters. Yeah. Like there, there's just no way, there's just no way to to vibes around it. And I fear that losing Max and losing that big body bitch at receiver that cooked Wait, everybody, Johnson? I just feel like that's gonna be hard to re- yes, <laughs> that's gonna be so hard to replace. Yeah, with, losing a, I say that with a all third respect round wide because he was be so good. 
do you remember we we lost a third down receiver and it was everything for us. exactly so you guys you guys watched the johnny manzel doc yeah. right to mm-hmm. to my detriment yes right and the thing that i was reminded of um and i'm reminded oh, of was... like every every couple of years i guess is like there is some significant percentage of Johnny Manziel's success that should be attributed directly to Mike Evans to how tall Mike yes. Evans is, right? Specifically how tall Mike was. Yeah. How tall and how high he can jump. Him like, and d- Cliff like flat Kingsbury out. both should be sending him residuals is what they need. To Evan, I'm, I'm actually making a point here. There, there is <laughs> Quentin Johnston is not there. And so who is the fuck it? Mm. He's down there somewhere option for Chandler Morris, because if you remember Chandler Morris, kind of a jitterbug back there, right? Like the, he he extends things by being shifty, or at least he did against Baylor. And we really haven't seen him a ton he lost, since. He, he lost the job. Not his fault. <laughs> well, like, yeah, yeah didn't he get injured, injured they just never got the job back. Yeah, yeah. So can he stay healthy? What are what are what is his bailout option? Right. Mm. And and maybe maybe they realize that that isn't the way to approach things, and they just go a lot more run heavy. And then that's where you start going like, well, okay, does Kendall have the ability to switch his whole shit up like in the off season? And how quickly does he come to that realization? And he um, hasn't done that ever. So, so are you, let me ask you this. Are you higher on TCU or Texas state going into this year? Texas state Texas, by far. Yeah. Texas yeah, state is easily the better team. I think yeah. Texas state wins on a neutral field. TCU is going 0 12, and and Coach Prime will become president of the United mm-hmm. States in 2020. Yeah, that Colorado uh, is yeah. going to hit like a shotgun <laughs> yep. to the chest. You you are yeah, going to retire after you guys the are TCU. Crazy. This is good. I mean, good content. Colorado, the only team that has more transfers than Texas State. Isn't it yep. might not be good, and they're going to beat TCU. And, and every uh, Big Twelve yeah. team is going to try and kick Colorado's ass. Oh, they're going to be awful, and they're still going to beat TCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're going to be awful. This is where the rivalry. So it comes in, Jacob. I was on the square this past weekend. I said, what's up to Josh Eaton, Oklahoma transfer? He was like, hey, man, yeah. we're going to win in Baylor. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. He was like, yeah, say that on your podcast. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, say that on your podcast. Oh, that's funny. That's a bar. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like bad. All right. Like, I don't think do you mentioned that What do you say? Yeah. Score predictions? Uh, my sister will say that to me sometimes, and I know she's cooking me. Say that on your podcast. <laughs> And I say, which one, bitch? And she doesn't text back. Which one? <laughs> All right, Matt, you predict first. I want to have some. I want to have some cover. You go first, Matt. All right. So, S and P Plus has this as a thirty-nine to seven game, and I don't believe that. I'll be completely honest. This feels. 35 to 24 ish with a backdoor cover um, against, you know, backdoor cover in the fourth quarter. But I, I don't know that it's ever like that. I don't know that the end result is ever in question, but I think, I think Texas state like keeps its, its foot on the pedal and, and rightfully so throughout the, throughout the game. And, yeah. and Baylor keeps it vanilla in the second half and runs some, some second and third stringers out there and see what they have. And I think it is a profitable and productive game for both teams. I, I truly believe that. 
Check it. Check it. Check it. Check Game contract for that. Hey. So I'll, I'll see. I'll see if it is check, profitable. Still, check's still clear. We'll find out. Um, the line on is my side of things, and a half by Caesar Sportsbooks, by the way. 27 and a half? 27 and a half. Yeah, I think I've seen Baylor ridiculous. lose a game at home that we were favored by 27 and a half in recently. That shit does happen. So who knows? On my side, I think we got a good old fashioned Fetty Whopping in Waco this weekend. It's going to be 1738. And, uh, that's all I got about. That's all I got on that one. Just right, a regular, got regular Fetty Whopping. Another one for you texas state quarterbacks that we see one and a half you taking the over, over. or the under do we see two quarterbacks over. or not over yep. over i think texas okay. state wants to see what they got wait matt um, says over maybe... i'll go under it'll be close oh I'll shut up under. 10 bucks shut up 10 bucks no they I gotta they gotta see what tj finley can can do in live fire let's burn see, every red shirt we have and that's kind of what i'm saying is that i don't want I do not want to see TJ Finley because they play Nevada and Jackson state. And it's like, there's plenty of game film to see him. I want this game to be close enough that he doesn't have to play that. They think like we could win this game with Hornsby. Let's keep him out there. I I don't know if that's the case or that will happen or not, but I just was curious if you thought it was going to be one or two quarterbacks. I would like to see both personally. Um, Yeah. Cause that means you're up by like two touchdowns. Did you know? Maybe maybe it doesn't gone one and four in our last five. Yes, I actually I looked at that today. Let me I think I remember so we our most recent win was over Oklahoma, which is really funny because that's how bad they were. We beat Oklahoma and just hung it up. November fifth, twenty twenty two. Win who was your one win over? Arkansas State. Was it a military school? (laughs) Military school. Because we didn't beat a military school. We got our ass. It was a West Point of Arkansas. Yeah, it's it's a militia school. We'll put it that way. (laughs) Militia school. school. (laughs) Well organized. Yeah, well organized militia. (laughs) Between Two Second Amendments, huh? <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Between two bear, bear arms, <laughs> yeah. Yo, that's fire. This is. I wish we had like a, a mashup generator where we could take both of our intros, you know, and like it's the Jimmy Neutron or Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, that's Matt's specialty. He will do it if you give him. An <laughs> I'll send you my intro. He for will sure. do it. <laughs> yeah, if you give me an Adderall. You give him one Adderall. He's got you covered. He no, there's got to be a mashup like generator. 30, 30 minutes, it'll be done. Now, if I don't, if I don't have that, it will be five days before I even get something to. Hear. Yeah, the next pod will be out before you get the audio back. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly right. <laughs> you can Jacob, buy what's your score prediction? You can buy tickets for this game, by the way, for thirteen dollars. I'm just looking at it right now. Score prediction. I, I would I I'd be careful be... though, because you cannot buy yeah. beer once you're in. What? That's what huge for that. For Texas. Is that one of those rules like you can't have girls in your dorm room or something over there too? No girls in the dorm room, no beer at the stadium, but you can't have Chick-fil-A in both. They don't so, actually like, stop you from bringing the girl into the dorm room. Nor the liquor in your sock. You can do both. You can do. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't check <laughs> that hard. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh-huh. Wink. Wink. Nudge. Nudge. Jacob, what's your score prediction? What do you guys think the score? I think I'm gonna go uh, 35, 20 something weird. You know, like 20. I don't know something weird score that you have to get a safety and a few other things to get to 26. I think Texas State just runs out of time. Like if everybody's going to be saying, "Oh, if they had just had two more minutes." Oh, you know? oh that's mm-hmm. don't Aggie this up. We are having <laughs> such a good time. Yeah. Sorry. No, the I think thing is, first that game, offense, first, that, first half that does happen with that offensive scheme. Mm. It's fair. It'll be hot. It'll be hot. You know. They're also from Texas. They know it's hot. That's the whole thing. Take back well, Texas. It will be hot. 42-28. <laughs> <laughs>
my prediction. Yeah. Equally Ooh. plausible. 42-28 who? Baylor. Needed to hear it. I needed it. <laughs> Equally <laughs> plausible. Thanks for having us on. We should hang Absolutely out again. Should. If we lo- if Baylor loses, we'll come back on and you can say whatever yep. you want. That's I'm our coming word. back to take a hey, victory lap about yeah, my Sunbelt prediction. <laughs> yeah, we'll come talk shit for an hour. <laughs> um, I had another question. I had one more for you because I know I've been talking your ear off. I don't care. Jacob's the but... one that has to fucking edit this. <laughs> Sorry about this it's one, okay. Jacob. It's okay, Evan. What do you think... Of all the games in your calendar this year, if you wanted me to tune into one, like if UTSA. I if I had to circle UTSA, okay, you have my word. I'll be watching the UTSA game and I'll be rooting for y'all. That's that's the one. That's the one that if Texas State loses every other game by four touchdowns, if they beat UTSA, that's the one mm-hmm. that matters the most. That is okay, our like Super Bowl. Matt, did you know you can't spell like, nutsack yeah. without UTSA? That's true. You can't do that either. God damn it. So some. I'm gonna keep in mind. UTSA beat oh, Waco once. Be Baylor and Waco once. It was when Matt Rule was tanking. Why was he tanking? Why? What are you tanking for in college football? What the listen, fuck? The best listen, recruit in the draft. Matt Rule. You know? Matt Rule is so. I really think Matt Rule is smart. He knew if he took a team that could win nine games because we could win nine games that year. He took us. Oh, so you think he just got us from one to eleven because he's a good coach? Yeah, right. <laughs> he artificially yeah. suppressed he our wins that Baylor. year, so that because pe- people are still talking. Oh, he, yeah, he brought Baylor back. We won ten games six times in the last decade. He didn't do shit. We won a Big Twelve championship before and immediately after him. So my take is that he tanked that year so that he, he interviewed for the fucking Colts after that season. He knew what he was yep. doing. Uh- I wish that you went to Texas State because it would have been so much fun to have that brain talking about this awful Bobcat team year after year after year. Like, I think that I think because Baylor has won conference championships and like has played in the playoffs that like you have this like, you know, joy about your team. And we are just so beaten down that like I can't enjoy happiness. I can't finish. You know what hey, I mean? Like, I just can't. You should talk to Matt about that because he's been oh, texting me. And I shut think... up. Shut okay, up. Okay, but here's the good news, though. For real, the good news, everything turned around for us when we did exactly what your offense is about to do. We're throwing shit against the wall. Yeah. And we're going to we're gonna dare teams to have cornerbacks that can win one-on-one matchups. So if, if Baylor is the blueprint, I would avoid a couple chapters. Yeah. But you've, you've got the first step. Like, this is All it. Right. This is how you do it. Well, we've heard you're going to be the next Baylor and you're going to be the next UCF. So if that's the case, I mean, dude, 2024 championship. Thank there, the there are worse <laughs> options for sure. Yeah, we could be Penn State. Exactly. Wait a minute. I think that's, a little bit of wait a minute. I think that's the here? only worse option. I, this is the last thing. Bijan getting compared to Saquon Barkley, because this is the thing that the Penn State, that drove me so fucking insane. He was not Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. He wasn't Reggie Bush. He wasn't any of these great running backs. He just played at he Texas. He never won nine games. He, he was played... better. He was better. No, he oh my He would have won that ninth game if he was better, Matt. Now, Rojo and Horrible. Dante. He, has, he, had, he had a coach that didn't uh, give him the ball. He had, he, had, he, had a, he had a coach that wouldn't give him the ball. He got 30 touches twice last year. And look what happened. They won both of those. All I think is if Bijan would have had some continuity and maybe a defense that could have gave him a little support, maybe Texas would have been baby. So I, you're off I the Bijan train. Is I that think he's saying? a really nice guy. I think he did a lot of good stuff for the Austin community. But like when he gets compared to like Ricky Williams and Earl Campbell, and then they wanted to put his name next to CMC 
and Saquon. I'm like, he yeah. does, first off, he doesn't look like any of those runners. And second off, like, I don't know, man. Like, Reggie Bush was winning games for USC. Mm-hmm. Like, he was putting the team on his back and being like, Saquon put the team on his back. I don't remember watching Bijan being like, oh, shit, he's going to tear that defense up. It was like, okay, Quinn is throwing the ball, Sark's offense, and also Bijan's mm-hmm. like a product of that. And he's a really good athlete. You know what yeah. I mean? I also um, tanked my fantasy dynasty team to get him. So, yeah. I'm I'm fully on board. Yeah, okay. tanking for a Falcons player is crazy. Here's the here's the Bijan yeah. trivia I'll give you. I disagree with you on a lot of that. I do think he was good, but where where I think we he's good. align? I just don't think he's that good. That's fair. Where we align is here. You may not remember this either, Matt. So the last thing Bijan ever did as a Texas player is they force fed him the ball six times at the end of the Baylor game so they could run the score up, and he couldn't score from inside the five like six times in a row. We stuffed him, and they and then the game was over. Big they wins. actively tried to score as as the game was ending, and he couldn't do it. Big moral victories in Waco. Hey, yeah. that's all we can do for a while. You'll grow fond of these moral victories because we, that's all we had to hang on to for Indeed. a minute. Gentlemen, that's I all we've had to hang on to for 10 years. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> decade all I've had is moral victories. Gentlemen, right. I got a bail. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for joining this us. This is awesome. I will, yeah. I will come on anytime. Thanks for letting us come do whatever the, the hell it is we do. <laughs> Welcome to the most podcast ever. And I delivered, I think, with the T- with the Baylor boys. You might think TCU because it had to cut so much fucking TCU propaganda out from Andrew. But, hey, you know. They're two Waco guys, so they're always going to be anti-TCU. The same way that if this was a, we were talking UTSA, we would hate UTSA. That's true. Well, so I you so know, or the same thing, way that- right? Like, I think uh, next week will be a different podcast because they're going to have us justify our takes a lot more. We're on with the Alamo Audible guys. And, uh, you know, it'll be really fun, especially depending on the way this weekend turns out. What do you think, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, if if Texas State beats Baylor by some act of God, like we we're going to feel really good going to UTSA. But we both agree that this is probably a, a scheduled L and a scheduled paycheck. So, And if UTSA beats Baylor, Dana Holgerson is packing his bags. <laughs> Debut. Uh, in UTSA the beat, it's Houston. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they play uh, in Houston game yeah. one, UTSA. That's going to be a crazy game. No, I'm excited. That's Thank insane. you. So, so we both could be coming for... off a loss, so that'll be good. Yeah, you know, a little time to – and then we're going up against a quarterback who apparently shouldn't be playing football anymore, basically, because I read Craven's article about it. Isn't that crazy? Seven surgeries? Four in the last, like, four months? That's not good. You know, in football, you get hit in the knees yeah, quite wild. often, so – Thanks to the boys, Evan and, and uh, Matt, for coming on. Uh, we definitely will have them on again in the future. More bears. I think I can make that happen. Bear, please stop. Please refrain from shooting lasers onto the field. A little bit cheeky with it. Show both my bears.